everyone. Welcome back to Barefeet, a podcast series brought to you by Being Women, powered by the Northumbria Healthcare NHS Foundation Trust. This is your host, Mahnoor, and today, on our second episode, we have a story I hope no one relates to, but I know that some of us will. Sexual abuse is still a big taboo to be discussed in some parts of the world, and it becomes an even bigger taboo when talking about the sexual abuse on male children. At least one in six men have been sexually abused or assaulted. Males who have had such experiences are less likely to open up about it as compared to females. Such experiences leave an everlasting effect on a person in the form of mental health disorders, post-traumatic stress disorders, depression, drug abuse, suicidal thoughts, suicide attempts, problems in relationships, and underachievement at school or at work. Whenever we speak about the vulnerability of males, it is often frowned upon. No matter what they go through, the world expects them to be strong and indestructible. It is thought that being emotional is a feminine and an only feminine trait, when actually it is a human trait. Sharing the experiences and the feelings of a 24-year-old guy, we have a story today. It is deep, it is straight from the heart, and it is truly meaningful. If you are someone who has had a similar experience, please listen to it. Please know that you are not alone. So, it's time that I begin with the narration. Stay tuned, everyone. Ever since we are little kids, we are taught some basic rules of life, as if it is a board game. Dear child, this is a set of things you can and cannot do. Growing up in a household where he was the only child, and that too a boy, the application of these rules on him intensified even more. In the culture he grew up in, boys were thought of as more powerful and more important. They were given the upper hand on female children, and he was of no exception. From a very early age, he thought of his female cousins as not so important, and he thought that they were only made for cooking and cleaning dishes. It wasn't really his fault. He was made to think that way. Yes, the rules existed for the girls as well, but they were completely different from the ones that existed for him. It seemed as if the girls were in a completely different board game as compared to his. Not going outside to play, learning how to cook, eating after all the men had eaten, etc. For him, the rules were be strong, study hard, make parents proud, don't be like a girl, don't be like a girl. That was the one that bothered him the most. How could he possibly be like a girl? He always thought. He remembers going to the park one day with his father and on their way, he asked, What does being like a girl mean? His father replied, Have you ever seen your mother? Always whining about being upset, crying over small things. She is way too emotional. We men, we handle things with power. We are strong to not let any petty things bother us. When something bad happens to you, don't come crying to me like a little girl. Face it, 
there was still something he couldn't comprehend if being emotional is only related to being feminine then why are men given a heart and feelings whenever he fell down and got hurt he knew he had to keep it to himself because he cannot go crying to his parents his father soon found a well paying job in uk and because of that his family had to relocate the house was spacious but the place was new it took them a little while to settle in to help him with his studies and to make sure that he is studying well his father decided to find a tutor for him in their new neighborhood they found mr gorov a phd student part-time worker and their fellow indian he seemed good but something about him seemed off mr gorov was good at teaching and he also offered to provide extra classes to make up for his missed work extra classes that is where it all began it started with subtle touching to accidentally rubbing off and then it started increasing initially he did not realize what was happening to him mr gorov used to ask him to come and sit on his lap at first he did not find it unusual because mr gorov kept him busy with one subject or the other but then when this became a routine he started realizing that something was wrong the next time mr gorov asked him to stay back because they had to cover some extra topics he refused at which mr gorov complained to his parents that their son doesn't want to study that night his parents scolded him told him that they had spent so much money on his schooling and his books he told his parents that he does not feel comfortable with mr gorov to this his father replied with the money that i have mr gorov is all i can afford to help you with education you should be thankful to that man for facilitating you in such less fees his parents told him that if he doesn't study well he will not make them proud he will be a disappointment but the real disappointment here was his own parents who were letting mr gorov in their own house again and were believing him instead of their own son because he was a child he did not know how he could save himself from such a traumatizing experience after the discussion with his parents he thought if he would go up to them again they will think of him as weak his parents had already told him not to be like a girl then how could he when he was faced with such a routine he could hardly comprehend the truth he tried making sense of what was going on and he started explaining to himself why this was happening to him he started thinking that mr gorov needed affection in the beginning he used to think that mr gorov was his last hope because mr gorov used to take place of his absent family he thought maybe it was a way of paying back to him mr gorov was looking after him and taking care of him he thought it is fine to do it for his entire life he thought that it happened to him because he was an easy target vulnerable because he was lonely and rejected his parents loved him but they couldn't save him it went on for 6 to 7 months 
but he kept quiet. It haunted him like a horrible dream. When we experience a nightmare, opening our eyes makes it go away. But the nightmare that he was going through, opening his eyes wasn't enough. One day, when he came back from school, his father told him that Mr. Gaurav is going back to India. He is going back to his family and will not be able to tutor him anymore. He did not react. He did not know what he could say to his father. So, he stayed silent. Mr. Gaurav never said goodbye. Was it good or was it bad? Why did he do it? Ever since Mr. Gaurav left, he kept on expecting that things would be back to normal. He expected that he will feel like his 11-year-old self again. But his silence was breaking him apart from the inside. The abuse gave him a significant wound which wasn't only difficult to heal from, but it also worsened over time. The more he tried to deny it, hide it, or neglect it, the more it started to reflect in his physical, psychological, and relational symptoms. His wound took the shape of a time bomb, a weapon which could not be prevented from exploding because no one understood its mechanisms enough. He is 24 years old now, he still lives in UK. He looks like a normal guy, well-dressed, a decent job, quite proper, but sometimes he takes on another personality because he's afraid of what people will think of him if he acts like himself. He is a pretty ordinary guy, except that when he feels threatened, he becomes violent. He cannot control himself. It's as if a light goes on in his head and the words self-defense appear. He just goes blindly ahead and doesn't think of the consequences. He says that the world does not realize how trapped sexual abuse victims are in one way or the other, especially if you're from an area where anything related to sexual abuse is considered something that we have to be silent about. The first thing you are told is that you have to keep quiet and you don't have to tell. Keep quiet and don't tell. This was the sentence Mr. Gaurav used to say to him as well. And he did the same. He was young. He did not understand what to do. His parents considered his school grades more important than his peace. And his tutor, who was helping him with education, ruined his mental health forever. He goes to a support group now. He finds many other males who have gone through the same thing in one way or the other. He says that every person he listens to, their cases and their recovery depends on many factors like how many times it happened, how long it went on, who else was involved and whether the person has told anyone. And if he did, what was their response? He opens up sometimes. Sometimes he sits and listens to others. He says that he is improving, but he is not sure. He is not sure.